everyone, welcome to Bookversations. We're your hosts, Sayed, and I'm Mahmouda. Join us as we have conversations inspired by books. Hey everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Bookversations. Today's conversation is inspired by Love in Colour, written by Bolu Babalola. The anthology is a retelling of love stories from history and mythology across the world. Now, we can't start this episode without addressing the elephant in the room. So I thought we would start with a little catch-up, considering that it's been two years. So, Swad, what have you been up to in two years? First of all, I blame the pandemic, but... <clears throat> the pandemic only started in 2020, so I don't know how far back you can go with that one. March 2020. Okay. Exactly, and here we are in 2021. But since we recorded, what have I been up to? I have lived in Lisbon for eight months, and I moved to Marshall Berlin, Bob. currently in Berlin, and I'm currently, I've been, and currently writing, slash working part-time. Was studying, but currently on hold, but that's kind of the summary of my life. I've also been trying to read a lot more than I would normally do, and I'm trying to keep track of it using Goodreads, because I didn't used to. Um, yeah, yeah that's kind of it for two years anything else I blame the pandemic and that's that you just put everything on the pandemic you just put everything on the pandemic I think the, but even, even the pandemic is complaining it's like you know how some people say the devil did it we've turned the pandemic no, but you need to understand this it's the devil's fault <laughs> now in the real world I would have been 25 yeah. last year right however okay. there was a pandemic <laughs> So, I'm, I'm still 24. Did you still um, not so have a birthday party though? I didn't have a party, I just had and pictures. However, however, mm-hmm. that year doesn't count. So technically I'm on either I'm 25 on pause or I'm still 24. And then when September rolls around this year, I'll officially be 25. Mashallah. I mean, I can't do that much for you, but keep on adding and subtracting <laughs> you just get to your age. Just take away one, man. It's not that hard. Inshallah. You get there. You catch up once this pandemic is over. I feel like our lives have changed. I was reading someone's post on Facebook. It was actually Selena from Amalia. Um, and she was talking about how, like, with her kids, the conversation that she's having with them now is about adjusting to the new normal. Because, honestly, it's weird. I was watching a tennis match today in Australia, and I saw loads of people, what, like, in the arena... And in my head, I'm like, oh, real. these lot have gone back to normal. It was real because they don't have any more active cases. Whereas yeah. in Britain, we're still out here struggling. <laughs> oh, my God. 100,000 plus. Our government is about as incompetent wow. as they get. So in your mind, you're just thinking, when is life going to go back to normal? But you Someone know what? Someone take me away, please. We say alhamdulillah. Exactly. I was watching and I was just thinking, oh, my God, you lot don't even like life must be so different for them because they've gone back to normal now mm-hmm. whereas we're still here but you know what inshallah we'll get there we'll get there mm-hmm. what have you been up to um what have i been up to in two years i moved to nigeria i lived in nigeria for a year i've moved back <laughs> <laughs> we thank god it's been an experience but you know what i'm glad we're i'm glad we're back to recording and our first book for us to get back is called Love in Colour, as we mentioned. So I thought we'd have a little bit of an icebreaker discussion to ease us in. Mm-hmm. So the first conversation is how important is the cover for a book and what like what are your initial thoughts about romance genre? Do you want me to start? Before you read the book. Shall I start? Yeah, go for it. 
I think a book cover is make or, make or break. We, I think we were having this conversation a while back that like loads of books written by African writers tend to have a particular style in terms of their book cover or like a colour theme. Yeah. And the, yeah, I, there's a, there must be an article somewhere because I'm sure I've read it. But the reason why this book cover, mashallah, is so gorgeous. It's one of those book covers that makes you want to take it off the bookshelf. And when I saw it, it reminded me also of Ace of Spades and that book cover. Mm, I, I think we're entering, we're cover. entering a new period where publishing houses are getting black artists to design book covers. And I think that translates. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Bolivar mm-hmm. Lund's one was um, designed by a black artist. I'll fact check that. But I am happy to see a difference in some of the artists artistic takes on the book covers because I think in the past they used to be quite generic mm-hmm, but now mm-hmm. there's just now the book covers it makes me want to buy more hardback books mm-hmm. because it just looks so much nicer on your shelves so I, I'm into I'm into that Benis, I'm a sucker for beautiful book covers anyway like yeah. in, during the pandemic in the summer when the bookstores opened in London I remembered I was like you know I'm just gonna go for a walk finally because foils opened and I was going to her appointment and I walk into foils with no intention of buying any book and I walk out with eight books because oh I saw and these were I think half of them or at least three of them were hardback I saw yeah. the cover of Vanishing Half and I thought, there's no way I'm not going to buy this book. At this point, I didn't even know what The Vanishing Half was about. But I saw the cover and I was like, and it's by a Black person. Of course, I'm buying it. The cover was so beautiful. I've never seen the cover for Vanishing Half. I'm sorry, I'm going to... You need to. You just, you need to. You need to. You just, yeah. But now God, I feel like to. there are so there are so many books that just have really stunning covers. Daughters of Inri as well. That had a really mm-hmm. gorgeous cover. Then, okay, mm-hmm. what do you think about romance genre? Because I felt like I was passionate at the beginning of this book about the depth of romance. No, so the thing is, right, me and romance, we don't see eye to eye for a, re- for a few reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, growing up, I read a lot of romance. So, like, when I was in my teenage years, early teenage, I'd go to the library and I'd grab all of those Julia Queens and Nora Roberts and all of them. Yeah. And I used to soak them up, right? And it was interesting, but I came to find that it sometimes left me feeling empty in the sense that when I read a book and there's romance, I always love to have more. So I love when love is the sub story, but there has to be more going on for a character. And I get yeah. it, romance is usually feel good, but I'm not someone who reads a lot of feel good books. I think that's why. So I came to the that's book not with yourself. that. Yeah, with that, I guess, expectation. Actually, I didn't have any expectations going into it. I just knew it was romance, but it took me a few reads to adjust to it because I'm so used to really heavy but books that just make you want to cry or rip your soul out those are the kind of books yeah. I like reading um, so this one was a bit but then once I got into the flow of it I think it got really interesting and with some of the mm-hmm. stories that I really liked as well I was like oh this is nice and I'm like yeah see myself in this story that was like the beauty of it it took a while to get into it but then I got into it I think because it's short stories as well it didn't it was good I guess I feel like if it was mm-hmm. another I would have probably not finished it or maybe I'd have taken breaks from it yeah or I would read it alongside something heavy and then it doesn't feel like it's too light or too shallow yeah that's why I would have done actually I feel you I feel you I I think for me I don't typically read romance I think when I was younger I used to be obsessed with crime thrillers now I'm obsessed with fantasy and more mm-hmm. like just drama books so romance was a different a different take but like you said it was refreshing 
it was nice. I think particularly before we get onto like our opinions of the book in general, I think particularly it worked because it was her. Now mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. imagine. It's weird because I was I was on Netflix recently, and I swear to you, I can't watch loads of the shows anymore because now lack of representation really bothers me. It's been bothering me for ages. It, like it, oh re- my it, God. Re- it really bothers me, which now limits it limits my choice but I think because mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it was her and mashallah she's so talented that's she why is. this book worked so because it, it 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 wasn't something that I I'm used to but mm-hmm. it's written by someone that's very talented that, that the way that she wrote the story was really relatable as well exactly <laughs> that's what that's why this worked okay so what were like just your review of the book in general or your thoughts mm-hmm. what did you like so... about it what went well for you, know you? What? I think some yeah. of the stories, personally, I think some of the stories, they re- they worked really well. My First of all, my favourite three was, so she has 10, I didn't even explain the structure, but there's 10. Yeah, you can explain it. Mm-hmm. And there's three original stories at the end. Yeah. Um, and I wished maybe, what I wished was she'd put an original story in the middle or in like, at every third of the book, there would have been an original story. I think that would have made the, the flow slightly better. Because yeah. I really, really enjoyed the original stories. I was here for all of those scenes. In my head, I'm like, bro. I think it's because you could picture it happening right now. Yeah. And it's just, I was just right there as it happened. And I was laughing out loud, actually, at one of the stories. I was like, oh, my days. And yeah. so I really loved that. I think there were some stories that fell flat for me. The first story specifically, maybe it's just because that was when I was still trying to get into it. But I remember reading and I was like, I want more. What is this? Mm-hmm. Okay, she's Ocean this way, she's that way. Yeah, like, I didn't know. I wasn't really feeling their vibe. But that, with that being said, I loved the second story. I think that's what made me want to carry on reading the stories yeah um so in general I would say she's a really good writer I, I, she has a way with words and I valued a lot how she wrote female characters I love that she focused on changing the narrative surrounding these female characters it's not about this dancer yeah. waiting to be saved by this king or whatever prince or random Literally. guy it's just people who had power in their own rights who had jobs who had lives who knew what they wanted full stop they knew their worth like I, I value that so much in characters because I think a lot of the times when you read a book by female she's always depending on or waiting for or like not many Disney storyline of conversation oh my god I need help Mm -hmm. I can't do this by myself and they don't know their inherent worth right yes but the characters in this book, every single one of the women, they knew what they were, what full stop. And even when someone was treating them badly, they weren't seeing it from the lens of, oh, it's because I'm not good enough. They see it as, okay, this is a problem. I am this mm-hmm. person and I need to find a way to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and I love that so much about this book. It was, I yeah, appreciate that good. too. I think, wait, let me go through some of the backgrounds for the story. For me, I didn't actually mm-hmm. know, I didn't know the background to most of the stories. So like you mentioned, there mm-hmm. was three- um, there was 10 retellings and then three mm-hmm. original stories. The first one is inspired by Ocean Story from Yoruba Myth. The second one is inspired, it's called Sheherazade, and it's inspired by 1001 Nights in Persia. The third one, Eros and Psyche, Ancient Greece. The fourth one, Atom, which is based on a story from Calabar people. Yah's story is from the Asante tribe in Ghana. Sia's story is from ancient Suninke legend. Naleli is from the Nefertiti story. We're all familiar with that. Um, Zinu is from China, the cowherd and the weaver girl story. And then 
Test day, test day story is based on the pyramids and test day from Mesopotamia. I loved that story. Ugh. That was, yeah, that was one of my favorites when we get onto that. But I think, like you mentioned, I was watching one of her interviews and she was talking about recentering women in these stories. And it's actually true, even though I wasn't familiar with a lot of the mythology stories that she retold. And to be honest, even after mm-hmm. I finished the book, I still didn't go to learn about them because her mm-hmm. retelling was good enough for me. I was just like, I'm going to keep yeah. there mm-hmm. as the original mm-hmm. story. I don't need to go and learn. But yeah, it is true. And it goes back again to that point about representation. That when you have someone come into a situation with different eyes, they're able to retell stories in a way that is empowering. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like the other... I can't remember where I, I saw something. Online, there are always these posts about how male authors often describe the female body. And it's always so interesting because some, some of these writers, I'm just like, what are you doing? Please get it right, get it right. And that's not to say all Sometimes men, I feel like it comes from a perverted place. Yeah. I don't know. What sometimes do I, I feel like it comes from a, a, it looks like it comes from a perverted place, the way they write female characters. I'm like, these yeah, are shrines, man. What the hell? <laughs> Very possible. I'm like, what are you doing? But yeah, credit to her. It is true. Every single story does send, is center women's agency and women's power in one way or, not, or another mm-hmm. and that's really mm-hmm. nice to explore so yeah tell us about some of your favorite stories so i had a few favorites to be honest but i tried to be as limited as possible so my favorite first favorite was i think in the order of which i was reading the book my first favorite yeah. was Sherazade. And I don't know what it is. I think the way that the love was written, like I'm, even though I don't read a lot of romance, I'm a lover of love. Like I'm a sucker for that kind of kind of love where you see that they just. Uh, I don't even know how to explain it. I think you like a bit of Anne because <laughs> essentially yeah. these two people were like from completely different worlds and they fall in love. So is yeah, that- they did. But the way that they talked to each other and the way that she spoke about him, like I, I respect that kind of love a lot. All right. And oh actually there was, was a quote there was a quote there was a conversation that they had and he was saying I know you want me to break up with you along those lines but I'm not <gasps> gonna do it. oh yeah that I love so that romantic. I love that part that oh my god I love that I think that's I what made it exactly really, like I think what made it really good or what made me really love it was that the guy knew that she she felt like she didn't I think she didn't want this because she felt like she didn't deserve it or also just yeah. because she because of what she's been used to right and mm. he's saying, like, I'm here to stay and I don't want to play games. And the thing is, I always appreciate people who are direct and they want to play games. Maybe that's why I actually <laughs> fell in love with this. I was like, anybody got time for games? I was about to put and something in there, like, all the, brothers, so nice. all the brothers listening to conversations. <laughs> <laughs> straight and direct. Just saying, like, I don't like people who play games. Just be direct. Straight, straight, direct and halal. Let me add that there. Yeah, there we go. Um, so I, I really, really loved that one. Um, I think my next favorite was I really liked Naleli's story. Like, it just reminded me of high school love and like the popular guy in high school. And then maybe it's just because you know when you grew up watching High School Musical and you, I already had an image in my head. So when I was reading that story, I just replaced the image of black people. I was just like, this is the story because that girl, the mean girl, you see her a lot in schools, and I'm always one for any story that puts bullies under the ground and that was a beautiful telling of the story and the way that yeah. she came to own what was wrong with her and just went on to swim like I loved it for people who don't know what the story is about I don't know if I should spoil it that's why I didn't want to mention it it's not really a spoiler she has vertigo is that how you pronounce okay, it it's not it's not so. yeah she has vertigo and it, she has a friendship she has a best she friend had. 
had, had a, best a best friend, friend who right, was a popular exactly. guy in school and he saw beyond what she had but his friends obviously couldn't see beyond that they're very shallow and um, but mm. he was just one of those you know the people who are very like it's very nice but to an extent they never see how someone else could not be nice to someone and it yeah. took him forever to see that his friends were really mean to her and she just grew distant from him and he's still in the last day party whatever and she finally comes out well comes out as if she finally embraces what she has and takes off her t-shirt because it obviously having a pool party um, yeah. but I loved that scene I think I loved the power in it she's owning what I mean it's her body it's a condition she has she didn't will it to be on her body and I loved that she owned that condition and you, I think also I love the way that body writes this because it makes you realize that sometimes you can have something going on and you can make uh-huh. it so big in your head but then the moment you share it or the moment you accept it, you just realize that it's normal to other people. It's how you exactly. treat it. Other people are going to treat you. Um, and if you're accepting it, then people would see no reason to shame you about it yeah, because you've already accepted it in that sense. That's a powerful statement, um, yeah. And it's the idea that beauty comes in all forms as well. I think like the first step mm-hmm. to finding love is loving yourself in all, mm-hmm. yeah, like with mm-hmm. all your imperfections and exception, like that 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 was a beautiful story actually yes what's your other yeah. favorite and um, let me just do one more and if i'm gonna do one more i'm gonna do Ori because i loved that story you know what yeah that story was a banger, i think i loved it from start to finish i loved when she was on that date with that guy and and Ori was like i'm a third wheel on rafael akin's date with himself i'm an i think what made it ring what made it strike so hard was that I, I could picture someone who was like that. Yeah. Who would just go on and on and on about themselves. And you've seen these things a lot in all those Nollywood movies where you're on, someone's on a it's date so with someone and they're just talking, talking and talking. They're just talking about to themselves. The that they have and, basically. And I just loved how she just by chance meets someone else on that. I'm a sucker for love. My all of this love stories, what these ones which resonated with my soul. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> my god God, trying to find love but this can also be a danger for me personally because Mm -hmm. i was thinking about this yesterday i want a love story that doesn't just happen by someone saying i know that person now man i want it to happen i want to be involved in the happening okay that's that's interesting because one of the conversations that i wanted us to talk about later on is yeah in this book there's so many no we can do it now in this book there's so many different ways that all the different characters meet each other and the mm-hmm. reason why i wanted to have the conversation is i feel like <laughs> when we were younger you always have this idea of how you're gonna meet your partner how you're gonna find bane so, exactly <laughs> so then my question was gonna be what what was it when you when you were younger and has it changed now and you want it no, to no, happen. No, no, it's not that I don't like. No, 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 no. It's not that okay. I don't like introductions. I don't mind introductions. You're talking to someone who has tried Muzmatch and Pure Match. Bro, I don't like, I don't mind introductions, but uh-huh. in an ideal world, right? I have yeah. pictured it in my head. I think a few days so ago. So what's your picture in your head, please? My head. Now, this is the few days ago one. I'm going to give you the updated version. Um, so I'm walking from the gym to the masjid to do something. And then I bump into this random brother who actually happens to go to the same masjid as I do. And is there some like sister do you need a lift? I'm like, uh, no. Um, but then eventually every day we see each other, right? So then one day it's raining heavily and I have no choice but to go in the car with him. But then I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit at the back, right? Oh my God. And 
Let's, um, you know, I actually, I actually went, look, I tried to stop my mind from crafting stories. And then maybe I should yeah. write fiction out of this because it's going to be in my head. But anyway, so we're in the car and I don't remember something happened. I think he gets a message. So he gives me his phone to check the message for him mm-hmm. um, to respond because it's urgent. So I respond and there's a picture of a girl, a young girl. And I'm like, oh, is this your daughter? And he's like, yes. Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, all hope is lost. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I'm like, how old is she? And oh, I've never seen her in the mosque before. And he's like, oh, it's because she's with my parents and he'd suffered a loss of a spouse. And his mom's is trying to help him raise this little girl of his. I don't know why. Don't ask me why this is a story that's in my head, but it's a story. Continue. And also, actually, I, ha- I think I know the reason why. I'm going to come back to that. But and then uh-huh. we start talking. Then a few weeks, months later, his, his mom comes visiting. Then his mom's like, oh, would you like to come to our place for dinner? My son's told me all about you. So this is his mom doing the introduction. Obviously, there's not any. It's all halal, man. All my students' stuff. Continue. And then his mom starts speaking to me, asking me questions, blah, blah. It happens to then coincide with when my parents are traveling down to visit me. <laughs> Bro, anyways, you're going to end the story here before I feel like some crazy person. There's a love full of love story. story. <laughs> what happens when you're doing your... I think I was in my laundry and I was like, I mean, I'm doing laundry, might as well free the mind and let it wander. That is actually so funny. No, okay, I'm gonna. Maybe I'm gonna I should write a book out of it. You might but as well. You I think. Well. Yeah, go on. That the reason why he, he was someone who had gone through a loss or pain is, mm. I think I have a tendency, not not necessarily a good thing, but I have a tendency to be attracted to people who need some form of comfort. It's not necessarily a good thing. And I used to think something was wrong with me. I'm not joking. I remember watching a video a few weeks ago about INFJs because I was like, I need to find out more about this situation. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, you tend to be someone who is attracted to people who look like or come across as they need help. Um, and the most important thing is obviously finding the fine line between helping someone who doesn't want to be helped or comforting someone and overwhelming yourself with their own emotions that is, that's override your life. I've had to learn the distinction between the two at a beautiful time in my life in 2016 yeah. when God said, you're going to learn this by force. And then when I find myself <laughs> drifting in something similar to a situation like that, the first thing that comes to my head is God has taught you self-respect. So you better respect yourself. But yeah, that's I think awesome. I just have that tendency, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah. that's my it's mind. Like code, stories, it, it ends up in like codependency relationships. But I think it's good to have a level of self-awareness before you do eventually, inshallah, meet the ideal Mr. Mm-hmm. It could be in a cafe. That's also an ideal for me, in a cafe. Like, because cafe is my place, you know. I was going to say that allegedly, Riz Ahmed met his wife at a cafe. I saw that. And I was like, why is that not me? I'm a writer. Find me, you're a writer. (laughs) Allegedly. Oh, man. I don't know. No, okay. You could but, have, you know what? I talked to random strangers in the cafe. That could have been a thing. I've had a few friendships that started from meeting someone in a cafe. Yeah, of course, when pandemic is yeah. over, so we're going to have to wait a while. You, you can still ask a lot. But um, am, no, the reason why I tabled, the reason why I tabled this conversation in the first place before you actually brought it up was as I was reading this book, and because there's mm-hmm. so many different variety of ways that each of the women meet their partners mm-hmm. it made me think about like when we were younger some of the shows that like, when I was secondary school some of the shows that were really popular were like 90210 I actually want my time back because you know what sometimes you, you learn lessons so that your kids never repeat that so I feel like the shows that we watched when we were younger were so vapid that now looking back I'm just like why did we waste so much time watching this? these yeah. shows but also just thinking about the influence that those shows have slash Hollywood in general on our conception <sighs> 
of romance and love. Oh <laughs> I God, I hate Hollywood so Hollywood. much. I feel like sorry. I have beef with Hollywood. Hollywood have got Hollywood have got us all in a trap, thinking your love story is you're gonna bump into X and that's they it. They lied to you. They lied to Does you. Know what pisses though? me off about romance stories? I think what used to what and maybe that's why I also don't like romance stories. I feel like Hollywood is so annoying. They just they always stop at when they meet each other and they live happily ever after. As if that's where the work is done. As if the that's work it. doesn't even come after you've met the person and mm-hmm. then you guys need to commit. To the relationship i think that's what used to piss me off a lot about the romance stories did it show that the actual true love and romance comes from being work both sides um, yeah but... like it's over and done with but yeah okay let me talk about my favorites i, we, I feel favorites. like our favorite stories are very similar so i'm going to choose some that you didn't mention so one of mm-hmm. mine was kiss bait and pyramus and the reason why i love this i actually feel like in some part this book is also about what's the word that i'm looking for you know it can never be your life because that's what do like, you mean no the reason why i say this is what the odds i'm sorry i was never one of the people that believed in fantasy that i was going to be my partner in uni alhamdulillah mashallah i know some people no, you know what yeah but... to be honest i remember <laughs> saying oh uni is the place and i remembered i'm not joking it's uni i read this blog where this chemical engineer girl got married this chemical engineering guy and they got married mm-hmm. and they met in the library right so i was already thinking my god i'm sorry i never believed in that i'm from my I went to uni. I was like, I'm not know if nobody. Bro, <laughs> my uni was dead from the first time I walked in. Anyway, so I was like, nah, this is no way that story is gonna start. No, but on the subject of knowing that your experience is not gonna be like other people, I remember one day I was in the library and two people were having a conversation behind me, and I was like, we must be in two complete universities because what <laughs> what in the world are you guys doing? <laughs> I was like, what are you not doing? <laughs> anyway, going back to the story that I really like. Paramus Anticipate is about two college, um, is it, I, I suppose yeah, she's yeah, college, yeah. but it's, it, yeah, two university students whose rooms are next to each other, and Paramus essentially has a, is it called Pyramid in the story, or Paramus, I've forgotten. No, Paramus, Paramus, Paramus. Paramus, yeah, Paramus is like the player, player boy from the outside, and Tisbe is the woke black queen. <laughs> yeah, oh, she, that's they, what she is. <laughs> I think it's so interesting how she finds herself, I a bit of a spoiler alert but it's so you can still enjoy the book anyway how she finds herself in a relationship with the surface woke person and to some mm, extent I actually do think that is a risk sometimes though. when on the face of it people know what you want to hear and so therefore mm-hmm, mm, they will mm-hmm, present like mm-hmm. a surface level pause yes presentation go on pause please you know why I say uh-huh. pause because literally yeah. yesterday when I was praying I said god because I know what I want I feel like they're gonna be people are gonna come to me and try <laughs> I'm not joking and I'm, I'm being serious. Serious. I it is true because yesterday. how do you suck I said, don't let them don't let even smell me my shadow they cannot <laughs> smell it by god no because the thing is I feel I like mean, it's so easy these days to like let someone think you're something especially when you build a specific persona for yourself and you might be a totally yeah. different person on the inside and that's just, and that would yeah. be a nightmare to figure out mm-hmm. after you're married but mm-hmm. yeah that story mm-hmm. is so um it, it was it was very nicely written because it I think you don't get loads of stories like that in books and that's why I really enjoyed it. It's like an if you love story. It <laughs> is it's it was cute. It was cute. It honestly was. this book is just I honestly I feel like this book is a gift for us as black women. It, it is. was endearing. It was an endearing collection. So I really liked it. The other story that I really liked was your story which because even though it's a romance book I feel like it does deal with some contemporary topics in the sense of like power yes. mm-hmm. and rate um and class and how that can impact a relationship 
because essentially Ya is mm-hmm. for a very long time she's attached to this man because she thinks from the position that she holds in society she has to marry someone of an equal footing and in some ways it makes her forget her intrinsic power that she has by herself it's that idea of mm-hmm. needing a, a and what she actually needs. wants yes so I, I loved how the story explores her embracing that power, that inner power and intelligence mm-hmm. that she has. That was beautiful. The third one that I liked is Orin's one as well. I laughed. Yeah, so this story was too cute. I was laughing it a lot when I read sweet. that. It was sweet. I like that. I like that. Go on. I was going to say, it was also just one of those stories you could see happening. How many people have not gone to those open like poetry? spoken word shows and like it was just so vivid in my head I think yeah and just the characters were so real because I just I think he is very talented it it reminds me a little bit of what Toni Morrison spoke about in one of her interviews that when she read Chino Achebe's work was the first time she could step into a world and not feel like she was explaining not feel like a story was being explained to a third person which was like a white leader and it's that idea Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. setting the world and knowing that your book can be read by everyone but you're not explaining who your characters are because I can imagine mm-hmm. someone else have written the story in a completely different way that would have had me like ah oh, what are you doing yeah they wouldn't have gotten the voice yeah. right they wouldn't have gotten the tone right they wouldn't have gotten the mm-hmm. representation mm-hmm. right but I just felt like she, no, dealt she did with everything it well. well everything was done well in this book I love it and I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to her other books two book deals a novel I, bro, I'm her. waiting for that that's Hello. the one romance story I'm waiting for because I think also maybe another thing that put me off romance was growing up when I read all of this Julia Quinn and Nara Roberts and so on I didn't see myself in the characters there was no diversity you know how sometimes they just do the numbers thing where they give you that one black person? That didn't even exist in any of these Yeah. Books. And so when I read, I think that's why I started reading in a way that I switched off my imagination. And it's taken me a while to get used to reading description again. Because what I do when I read when I was growing up is I'll just block out a face of the people mm. um, and just read the book for the story, not for the characters themselves. Because it was just annoying reading these things and not seeing any black person in the story. As you were speaking, I was thinking about Muslim romance books and what that what that looks like so uh-huh. we do have some why are you smiling <laughs> um, what's her name? i think it's smiling. sk ali misfits and stuff yeah, I, haven't actually read some of this I haven't read that as well i need um, to read it um, apparently it's quite good but there's quite a few i think it would be interesting for anyone listening to this if you do read like muslim romance books if you enjoy them mm-hmm. let us know i feel like generally i haven't read a lot of them but again if i think i only read what that one i told you about what was it called again i don't remember which one the one with aish Uzma. Uh, Aisha at last Aisha at last and you quite like that I haven't read it yet so I have my beef with it but I also quite liked it I think I gave it like okay. 4.5 out of 5 but yeah it's an interesting discussion because I did mention earlier that a lot of the stories you can't really picture yourself in as a Muslim does that make sense yes it does but it's also relatable as a black it's, it's such a hard thing to explain isn't it I don't no, know I think properly. I was thinking about this yesterday because of the question you asked me a few days ago about the expectations we go into when we read books by Muslim authors, for example. Mm. And I was starting to I'm starting to question that because I saw a tweet a few days ago by someone who said she had written a story featuring a South Asian Muslim character. And when I read mm-hmm. the blurb, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to read this. But then I think it's because, to be honest, I think I always have that reaction immediately. It's my initial reaction when I see a book that involves religion and, and fiction, because I'm always wary in general about how they're going to portray that religion. I don't know, for me, religion is always a touchy subject. I feel like I always have this tendency to want to defend it. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I'm always 
trying to just be open and just go into the book and read the book. And I was thinking about that uh, when I was thinking about what you said about expectations. And when I read every other book, even when you say like in terms of we can't see ourselves as Muslims, I always still picture myself in this romance story. And I'm like to God in the halal way. Right. So when Muslims, whatever, whatever they're doing, <laughs> give me the halal way. If they're going to meet in the bar, to drink, so just meet in the coffee shop. The halal way. <laughs> If you're going to do anything, let them just go uh, tell my dad that you're interested or just tell me, let's get married. <laughs> Halal way. Um, yeah, I just think, of, I see myself, or sometimes when I see this, when I read this books and it's a romance story, I just think about it as it's going to happen to me when I'm married. We can always, it's supposed to always carry and be romantic anyway. So I still <laughs> see myself in these stories, bro. I don't know what we're going to title to this podcast, how to play romance as a Muslim. When the world, but yeah. no, um, the point is, it's overall, romance. you are gonna enjoy this book. I, I just, I appreciate her style of writing. So. I appreciate the intent with her writing. Uh, mm-hmm. I appreciate that we have like a new voice in the British scene that is writing books like this. Yes. It just makes it makes yes. me excited. Um, and I think also reading it is because it is a collection of short stories. Face it out. I don't think it's a book that you can sit down and read in. I don't think you should. You wouldn't enjoy it as much. Like if you space it out, you can like take a break from the stories, just rumble with it a little bit and then go back to them. But overall, I would I would definitely recommend it. Okay, so let's get on to before we close the conversation, let's get on to our favorite quotes from the book. So I have three. Yeah, I have three favorite quotes. The first one reads, Maddie saw all that she was, both her heartbroken daughter and her fearless fighter. And in his eyes, she saw a space for her strength and softness to meld into each other. Her strength buttressed in her softness, her softness giving wisdom and direction to her strength. But the two parts of herself not warring each other, she felt some stability. It was this scene was so beautiful, man. Wow. And it's that it's that idea of like just being able to accept the different sides of you. I think sometimes mm-hmm. women feel that pressure to reduce their strength or their power not to hurt a man's ego. And in this story, mm-hmm. she she is a warrior and she's strong. And he is equally strong, but he gives space for her to shine. And I love that. I, think it's I loved cool. that. I respected that so much about him. Yeah, Allah grant us men who are on this button too. I mean. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean. Not because okay. I mean, on my radar, there's no such thing as settling for less in it. So it's going uh, right here. Uh, <laughs> the second quote is, I don't have to be perfect with you. I just have to be. That is a very beautiful coach about just being able to present your authentic self with your partner yeah exactly you're not you don't have to worry about biting your tongue or presenting the matter in that way because you might not see it that way you'll be offended because his ego is being tampered with and just I just have to be myself exactly and not walk on out eggshells I think that's so important I love that um, and then the final I, ask, I really uh, love yeah go on because I just th- I think about that a lot in relationships I've seen with like people being scared to open up to their spouse about something or even to talk to maybe their spouse about something that they don't that doesn't sit well with them and they find it difficult to then say like hey that thing you did didn't sit well with me I was thinking about that again I don't know why I've been thinking about these things these days. <laughs> I was thinking about it yesterday as well and I was like that would be one of the most horrible traits to have in a husband not to be able to express yourself you know what I think that leads to resentment because when you are when you are I think in any relationship so long exactly not even just with your spouse I think it with any relationship if Mm -hmm. you feel like you can't express your true honest feelings and obviously like in a respectful way that eventually leads to resentment and then eventually something will explode and then it might not you might not be able to salvage the relationship anymore 
That sucks. My final yeah. quote is from a beautiful story inspired by the author's parent. It is honestly one of my favorite in the books. And it goes, yeah, time and love so are intertwined. They are both measures of life. They are the two clocks. And it is so true. Man. Really Man. Really Babe, Glad. <laughs> what are your Let's favorite quotes? Let's start off of the show. I only have one. Well, I had a few, but you, one of my favorite was that I didn't have to be perfect with you. I just have to be. So it's fine. Uh-huh. You said that. I really like this quote, I don't know why it made me laugh, but it was, what were popular boys made from, if not Old Spice, honey, and all things money? And I was like, yeah, when I read this, I don't know why, but it's just like, yeah. Oh, Lord. Um, but I mean, not necessarily a quote, but just something that made me laugh was that I'm on a third, <laughs> I'm a third wheel on Raphael Atkins' date with himself. It's not yeah. a quote, but it's just, it was I just summed up the experience, so literally. Actually Okay, yeah, what's the latest a nice book conversation. that you're reading? It really was. I'm glad. I feel like we're easing back into it. So it still feels a bit rusty. Finally. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to us discussing Home Fire. I think that's going to be oh, passionate. I didn't know why you're so excited about that. Because have, that's going to be I have so many things to say. I have so many things to say. I have so many things to say as well. I hope you're enjoying this second read. I'm looking forward to that. Before. Yeah, um, inshallah, that should be done by the end of the week. I hope so anyway. Alrighty. So then we can record it. What's the latest book that you're reading? I was supposed to start Once Upon an Eid with by SK Ali, but I think I've been struggling a lot to read on the screen. And so I switched to Just Above My Head by James Baldwin. Nice. I'm not very far into it, but um, I love reading books about grief and how some people process grief. Um, and that's kind of what the story is about. So the main character is, I think he was called at the start of the story, he was called on the phone to be told that his brother, 39 years old, has been found dead in a hotel. Um, yeah. And then the story is basically he and a few of the close friends, they go through the their 39, it's 39 years of living, basically. So just going through the memories, but it's also him working through grief and figuring out when he's ready to talk about it and yeah. the story starts three years after this death had happened and he's still not been able to speak about it um, and I, I think it's really interesting I love the way James Baldwin writes anyway so fiction and fiction he I think he's just the king of I think he has a skill with writing the human emotion on, on the page like he's just so good at it yeah so good at it yeah definitely you know what book I think Tell me. Love a butterfly. we have to because i actually put it on my to read list for this year i wanted to read it again because i think yeah. it's one of those books you should actually read again timeless Muhammad um, ali was like lots of wisdom it was a g man maybe we can talk about the, what's that movie called one night in one miami night. well yeah briefly when we talk about oh, that no. book. <laughs> yeah. okay Anyways, i'm currently reading i'm currently reading home fire rereading because i've read it before last year <sighs> oh. but um because we are gonna have a little book conversations episode on it i'm rereading it so yeah that is what i'm currently reading anyway that's the end of the show thank you for joining us on today's episode of book conversation we hope you've gained benefit from the discussion if you've enjoyed this episode remember to like review comment and share it with friends and family book conversations yeah. <laughs> spotify google anchor and several other platforms Email us your thoughts at bookforsationspod at gmail.com and let us know what books you want us to check out. Till next time. Remember, Remember to, to read. read. <laughs>